You are listening to Easily Influenced, a weekly show where we unpack the latest in influencer news and digital culture. This show is brought to you by Cork, the UK's leading influencer intelligence and digital trend forecasting agency. I'm Jennifer, Cork's culture editor and YouTube enthusiast. I'm Lucinda, Cork's food and travel editor and unofficial drag expert. And I'm Chloe, Cork's fashion and beauty editor, obsessed with the deepest, darkest corners of fandom. On today's show, we'll be discussing the former Love Islander who hit back at an American YouTuber for fake messages, the social media platform finally making its play in live streaming, and the viral video being sold as an NFT for half a million pounds. But first, our weekly recommendations. Okay, so I've been watching this online web series called Blue Therapy, and it's by this YouTube channel called Trend Central. And they are known for hosting this really popular like series on YouTube called Backchat London. And so now they've started like a new one called Blue Therapy. And it's about, it basically follows these couples as they seek therapy. And it is like, I don't even know how to explain it because it's so like chaotic and just doesn't make sense. Like the people that are seeking therapy should just not be in a relationship together. Like it's so toxic and it just it's one of those things that like this can't be real and someone actually like did research and found that the therapist is actually an actress so it's probably all fake but the actual show in itself is so engaging that people don't really care and it's actually like done numbers like I think the first episode is now like almost at 1.5 million views because it's that engaging wow because it just feels like you're watching like a reality tv show like that's the sort of fake it is that's everyone's like dream well I don't know about everyone maybe a personal dream for myself just to like just to like be a fly on the wall in therapy sessions yeah but what kind of problems do they have like are they I'm imagining like I sat with your sister like Jeremy Kyle level problems okay it's not really like that but it's like the thing is I actually don't know how to explain the sort of problems that they have it's just very childish like there's this guy called Paul who is like doesn't like the way his girlfriend sort of dances in front of like just in general like she posted a video on instagram like so oh my god that's horrible imagine your partner dragging you to therapy because he doesn't like the so way that you mean. dance but sorry i didn't explain that well like dancing in terms of like you know how guys get sensitive that like, they're like oh you're like shaking your like booty in front of everyone and it's okay. so inappropriate okay so he's insecure <laughs> yeah he he's... just think she was a bad dancer <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funnier that would have been say, funnier therapy wouldn't help there like get her some dance lessons if that's really the problem <laughs> i feel like i'm not even picking the best examples it's just because i can't remember but there's been worse examples like paul complained that his girlfriend chilma like he doesn't like her food because it's too oily and it's <laughs> all sounds like a real knob that's so petty <laughs> but yeah oh, why don't you do the cooking Paul why don't you cook <laughs> exactly Paul exactly oh my goodness but enough of, of blue therapy sorry like ah, who needs therapy <laughs> why go to therapy when you can watch other people pretend to have therapy exactly <laughs> yeah. Therapy. but yeah what have you guys been watching so over the weekend, I've been just watching a lot of TikTok, just more than usual. Nice. And I came across this account called Stokes and Summers, which is, I think you would like it, Chloe. It's these two girls and they basically just reenact famous films in 60 seconds, like by themselves. I would love that. And so they do films like The Notebook, um, 
they did Bridget Jones Diary, which was like, quite a funny impression of Colin Firth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the reason I like it is because it reminds me of when I was like 13 and on YouTube, unfortunately. And me and my friend tried to recreate Twilight, like scenes from Twilight. <laughs> and unfortunately, <laughs> like don't, <laughs> so bad. And unfortunately, we've both forgotten the passwords to our old accounts. These videos are still on YouTube. <gasps> you won't be able to find them because oh they're so obscurely like tagged. But um, who did you play? I, I was Edward. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I love this. I will find this. It's my new life mission to find this. Oh my God. And there's like this scene where it's like the sunniest day ever. And like we're in this like park. We went to the park and filmed them all at the park um, (laughs) just in front of people. Um, And my friend who was playing Kristen Stewart, I was filming her and she's like, I hate it in Forks. It rains here all the time. And then I just (laughs) come out. It's like the sunniest day ever. I love that. That is like the exact kind of thing you do though when you're like 13. Yeah. If I was a 13 year old now today, I would be on TikTok making so many videos. So many. It'd be horrible. (laughs) You'd have to get like a restraining order against myself because it would be that bad. (laughs) Although maybe I'd make money off it. I don't know. We didn't get many views. (laughs) I don't know if I'd be on, on TikTok if I was 13. I think I would just still be on Tumblr. Like, yeah. Because I still am. <laughs> and I, I'd probably be on Tumblr making fun of people on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you can make fun of me. And to be fair, yeah. I would deserve it. I would deserve it. <laughs> if I'd seen that video, though, I wouldn't be making fun of you. I would be calling out the next cinematic legend that is Lucinda Diamond. <laughs> just that pan. That pan <laughs> was just, like, so expert. Don't know why I didn't become a filmmaker. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> Oh, that's true. So, Chloe, what about you? Well, I was going to say something else, but yours, Jen, reminded me of another YouTube channel that I, like, have been watching for ages, but I was watching one of the videos earlier this week, so I'm going to say this instead. It's called Cinema Therapy. Oh, okay. (laughs) These therapists sit down and they watch films and they, like, analyse, like, the state of certain characters. And the Twilight one of that is really good. Like, basically, he's like, this girl really needs to go through severe therapy. Like, she's extremely codependent. That scene where, you know, when Bella sat there and the camera's, like, panning around her, like, showing how the seasons pass. Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. just depressed. He, like, turns off and he's like, I can't. He's like, I can't watch her put herself <laughs> through this. But I watched this one the other day about Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars, which is just, like, the biggest niche of, like, YouTube video I could find for me. But the video is very interesting. I just thought it was a great concept for a YouTube channel. I love that, though. That's a like, really good idea. I love when actual professionals like sort of review or react to something like I love like when hairstylists react to like hair youtubers and like the same Mm. with Hiram um when he reacts to like beauty like youtubers doing like their skincare routine I I just find it so interesting because it's quite informative I think that's what it is yeah I think in this case as well it's really important because there's so many young people especially who watch something like Twilight and think that this is a normal reaction to your your friend leaving you for your own good (laughs) is just to like become depressed and lie on the floor for a year um which obviously is not healthy and it's not healthy to think that that's healthy so I think it's really important as well adds a little bit more of like a balance to these films is to be like no actually this is mental illness yeah also the fact that I did used to watch that and think like wow this is love and my boyfriend's leaving you have to stand on the side of a cliff and jump off just to feel something like (laughs) (laughs) that poor girl 
Okay, so moving on to the news portion of our series. Um, first up, the family behind the infamous Charlie Bit My Finger video has sold the original viral copy as an NFT for over £500,000. So the original video, which has almost 900 million views on YouTube, will be taken down once the sale has gone through. Um, now, I very distinctly remember this video coming out and the I don't know what you would describe it as. It was just like an instant hit. It was an online sensation. I remember those boys being paraded on like news programs. And I think they were on my big fat quiz the year once. (laughs) Um, (laughs) These children, these two boys have really had a, you know, fulfilling childhood. Um, And it was also like the start. It was like the start of viral videos. Like I know that there were a few other ones around the same time, like the, um, the leave Britney alone and other viral videos like that but it was the first one that really caught the media's attention and it really went like worldwide and it really resonated with people and now it's been sold for 500,000 pounds which is insane what's even sadder is that it's going to be taken down from YouTube yeah but then like I've seen that people are already re-uploading the video which sort of like brings me to the point of why I think NFTs are so stupid because <laughs> It's like, this is, okay, so I didn't know what they are first. I didn't know what, they're a little bit confusing. I I didn't know what an NFT was, but my favorite YouTube commentator, D'Angelo Wallace, kind of broke it down because he was like reacting to like NFTs. And so it's like a non-fungible token. And the best way he described it was, you're essentially paying for a receipt because you're not paying for the actual, you're not paying to own the actual item you're paying for the certificate of that actual item. And so it's kind of stupid because you can sort of like, like anyone can copy that item and create it and save it and then technically own it. Like the same way that, you know, these buyers have bought the like video of Charlie Bit My Finger. Mm. I can actually quickly download it and save it onto my computer and then re-upload it on YouTube. My biggest question is, I don't understand in 2021 who's still watching Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> like, everybody knows what happens. Like, he bites his finger. Why? Why? <laughs> it's the same with, like, the Nian cat. I don't know why you would want to spend, like, millions on buying that video. And also, there are so many different versions of that Nian cat. So I don't mm. know why. Well, it's no longer popular. So I could understand if they had done it at the at the time when it was popular and therefore yeah. you could use the rights to create like merchandise and then you'd profit off the merchandise. But these videos are no longer popular as in like, especially with people, like no one's going to buy merch or anything like that. Yeah. And also I know that the boys, the Charlie Bit My Finger boys, they do do ap- appearances and things like that and they make money that way um, as well. But you can't own them exactly it's not like you could use them as well to then promote other stuff but like where do they appear I don't I just I'm so confused I wouldn't recognize I them. don't know I read a feature they were children <laughs> I think oh, they're available available for like special videos and stuff like that you can pay them yeah. kind of oh, like cameo oh, okay I don't know if they are on cameo but I think something similar to that they have their own website um which their dad runs yeah and they did like oh. an updated video like oh these are the boys from Charlie with my finger and then yeah. they sort of reenacted it but it was very weird. It is weird. There's no way these teenage boys are doing this because they want to. <laughs> yeah. I find that very hard to believe. Yeah. Um, the bid was quite funny though, because um, all the names of these people who 
uh, were putting like bidding hundreds of thousands of pounds. It was like Meme Master and like, oh, so 3F Music won. Um, Meme Master was just behind. Um, and they were kind of outbidding each other for quite a long time. But the person who started it off was Angry Pepe. Oh my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> it all just feels like a blast from like the internet past just like emerged and decided yeah. like, like even the usernames of those people it sounds like the internet of like 10 15 mm, yeah exactly like, like famous so names like i don't want any of these things like i can just no. go on the internet to see them if i want it like it's the same with when people bought an, an, an nft of jack dorsey's first tweet on twitter like i don't why would i want that <laughs> i don't care <laughs> maybe this is rich people Maybe it's like, it's just a matter of having so much money. You don't know what to do with it. You just end up buying stupid stuff like this because you can and because no one else can. And that, that is really what you're paying for. It has to be. But then I've seen some people as well sort of criticize it because apparently the cryptocurrency that you use to buy NFTs are made out of, is it Ethereum? which is really bad for the... Did I say that yeah, right? Yeah, because you have to, like, yeah. mine Bitcoin. Yeah. They mine it, and apparently it's Wait, really what? bad for the environment. I yeah. do not understand. What I don't get it. Bitcoin was just a made-up thing on the internet. Like, I thought it was fake. I thought it was, like, just a made-up thing, and then people put value to this thing that doesn't exist. But apparently it is a real yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't know about Bitcoin specifically, but I know for the other from Ether, which people are using to buy NFTs, that one is one that's really bad for the environment. Yeah. Um, but the Charlie Bit My Finger family are donating. They're like offset, like carbon offsetting. So they're donating a lot of the money to, I guess, different charities and stuff like that. And then they okay. said whatever money is left over, they'll be using to fund the boys uni. I need to research cryptocurrency after this because I did <laughs> not know that it, <laughs> it worked like that. So Pinterest has made a lot of recent developments and it made its live streaming debut this week with a three-day virtual event on the app. And this featured a series of live stream sessions from influencers and celebrities. And the company also revamped its stories feature by introducing a more Pinterest-suited version called Idea Pins, which sort of feels like TikTok meets Instagram stories because like people can edit like to the extent that you would a TikTok video, um, which, and it, I don't know, all of this sort of feels like the platform is playing catch up and is really trying to get creators to use their app more now that mm. like a lot of people are sort of flocking to TikTok and like Instagram and now I guess YouTube shorts and then eventually Twitter, like it's sort of like, I think Pinterest kind of realized like, wait a minute, I think we need to start catering to our creators especially because it has been doing quite well. Like, didn't it do well during lockdown? Yeah, but I have very strong feelings about it catering to creators. Go on, go Go I just, I feel like the whole like function of Pinterest is it's there to kind of like support other platforms. Like people make content on Instagram, like based on Pinterest, like outfits they found from Pinterest, recreating Mm -hmm. things from Pinterest. And people use it like to support YouTube videos and for TikToks. And like, it's just not the kind of space where you actually create content. Like it's it's literally there to serve as inspiration. That's the whole point of it. It's like it's a pin board where you save things. Yeah. You don't make things on there. And I wrote a whole feature about this, about how it was just gonna like die if they tried to evolve it. And now they're trying to evolve it. So they clearly didn't read that feature, you know. 
but I just think it's such a mess. Like that's not what anybody wants it for. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If anyone wants to, you know, live stream or if they want to create videos or if they want to create content, there's so many other better platforms out there that have already got it down and already know what they're doing with it and already have an audience. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Because I think if, for me, I go on Tumblr quite a lot. If Tumblr tried to do the same, I'd be fuming. Because I feel like with Pinterest and Tumblr, there's sort of those very few platforms that aren't supposed to be social. They're just mm-hmm. there for you to be a loner. And that's okay. Because yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. you don't have enough of that. Anyway. There's like there's like no way to win on Pinterest or on yeah. Tumblr. Like you're literally just there to have a good time exactly Um, so why ruin that yeah yeah. (laughs) oh dear do you think it will be able to then compete with the other big platforms like instagram and tiktok no because i feel like we already have instagram and tiktok to like that's very true so yeah i don't know why i'd be like oh i'm just gonna do the same thing but now on pinterest because also pinterest has quite like an ugly like clunky layout i think but it does. I feel like that's kind of part it. of the charm. It's kind of like Tumblr. Like Tumblr's mm. like not very user friendly, but I kind of like that. Yeah, <laughs> same. It's so outdated yeah. that it's nostalgic because yeah. it reminds you of like the early internet days. Whereas like, I don't know, when I go into Instagram, for, exam- for example, I'm so frustrated with all these new updates. Like, just stop. Oh dear, Pinterest. <laughs> Rip Pinterest. Ooh. Chloe sounds so over it. <laughs> I just, I, I'm just so angry with them. I love Pinterest. Like, I use it to like go to sleep. Like, I go either on that or I go on Tumblr and I just scroll. I just say things I like. I don't even really look at these things ever again. It just feels kind yeah. of cathartic to be like, ah, oh, yes, this is this folder is like my wardrobe, but it's not. I'm never going to have those clothes. Yeah, but yeah, I just don't want this to happen. I will ditch Pinterest. Some people have to learn the hard way, Chloe. Yeah, yes. Pinterest are learning the hard way. They will learn when I take a stand. They will be like, wow, Chloe James, she hasn't been posting for a really long time. Um, right, that's it. Let's divest millions of money. <laughs> to be fair, my Pinterest account at one point, I used it so actively and saved so many things like from Instagram to my Pinterest that at one point I was getting 2 million views on my Pinterest account a month. And oh I was like, God. is there wow. a way to make money from Pinterest? Because I was like... I have really high engagement on here, but there's like no way to make money from it because it's not my content. I'm just saving other people's. Yeah, that's true. I'm just great at curating my content, clearly. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm, I wouldn't think to go on Pinterest to watch a live stream. Like I'm still hesitant no. to go on TikTok to watch live streams because I, they just look really weird to me. But I Pinterest... don't get the fascination <laughs> with live streams full stop. I hate that. I don't, I, mm. don't, unless you're like a certain type of person, the, most, the majority of live streams that come up for me on TikTok, they're just random mm. people that I don't know slash don't care about. And I'm yeah. not sure how it's been suggested for me. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know I feel really awkward like watching it feels, a live stream they know I'm there it feels very DIY to me on TikTok like in the sense that do you guys remember like you stream like it feels like that kind of vibe yeah. it doesn't feel as polished as like watching a YouTube live stream or like a Instagram or Twitch live stream so I think with TikTok that's why I'm a bit like oh it just feels like someone's bored in their room and they're on live stream whereas yeah. when I go on like, literally what it is. <laughs> yeah whereas when I go on like I'll use YouTube as an example a live stream on YouTube or even Twitch. Twitch works. Twitch yeah, works. there's more Twitch of like a structure and a format that makes it entertaining to me. So I could like easily watch like, for example, a musician playing music, like a live concert. I quite like that. Or like, you know, live commentary from like D'Angelo Wallace, for example, like that's interesting to me. But on TikTok, you'll never catch me. 
unless I'm just being nosy like but it, it never like curates the live streams for me the same way it creates mm. the rest of my for you page because I always mm. get old people singing yeah. <laughs> all the time I'm like I'm like good for you old man like you're singing and you're happy but I don't want to sit there and watch it and then yesterday I actually screenshot it because it was so bizarre I got a live stream of you know in the night garden there's that little fluffy thing called Makapaka yes uh, it was the one like he's obsessed with his face face scrub yeah, and he's like, yeah. it was just like, I don't know what, it was like a CGI Macapaca live stream thing while he was like getting into bed. And I was like, what, what is this? That's so, I wonder that if there's so just creepy. not enough, there's just not enough people live streaming on TikTok. Mm. And they're just like, oh no, we have to push this like feature, but also we haven't got enough good people live streaming. So we're just going to give you all yeah the random weird people who yeah because it's know. definitely starting to get weird like i get a lot of guys who are topless and <laughs> i don't engage in any of that content whatsoever it's always like 60 plus as well yeah. like mine are young old people i get young men do you want to swap jen do you yeah. want to swap <laughs> i mean go ahead i would I actually no i don't want to see old people <laughs> they just be like i'm cooking a can of beans and i'm like i don't care it's like, it's like and they all look the same it's always this old american man just like who's obviously quite lonely and i'm glad he's found his community but i don't want to be in it i don't want to be a part yeah. of that community and i i think me immediately scrolling up should be a sign to tiktok that yeah. i don't want that and i don't understand why they keep pushing it yeah that's true I'm going to change the subject from old men singing to <laughs> Jake Paul, who, to be fair, I'd rather watch Jake. No, I'd rather watch old men singing than Jake Paul. Oh, I thought you were going to say you'd rather watch <laughs> no. Jake Paul. I was like, wow. I was like, oh, I, I said that. Like, oh, I was like, poor old man. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Jake Paul this week shared what he said was a message from Molly May Haig before she went to Love Island. And the message was her being quite flirty, being like, I'm coming to America, like we should meet up. Um, and Molly May has hit back saying that the message was actually photoshopped. And it's all part of some big drama, which I didn't even really know existed until this happened, between the Paul brothers and uh, Fury the family. Fury family. What was he called? Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury. Tyson Fury's his brother. Yes. Tyson. So Tyson Fury is the one who started the feud, and he like called out one of the Paul brothers, basically like inviting them to fight. And then the other brothers got called into it. And it's become a whole mess. And basically, Molly May was just like, "This is really lame, guys. Leave me alone." And I just don't understand because it's the latest and like a lot of lame things that they do. And how are their like audience not like how embarrassing guys? Why do they not leave? Honestly. That's so, so embarrassing. Um, it's very embarrassing. Like before I even move on to the like actually no, let me just quickly talk about it because I just found it so funny. Like <laughs> I find them so embarrassing to the point that the whole thing with Floyd Mayweather, I've rewatched that video so many times. Have you guys seen it? No. no. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Uh, why do I know about boxing and stuff? I promise you, <laughs> I did not research this. It just comes up like on my timeline. with yourself, like, oh, boxing. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, everyone has seen this, but I don't know, maybe it's just coming up onto my feed. But basically, so you know how Logan is like challenging, Ty- um, not Tyson, Floyd to fight. You know how they're going to fight each other. Mm. Um, so they had like a press event, I believe. And then Jake comes along because he's so annoying and like squares up to like Floyd. And then he's just kind of like getting in his face, like, you know, fighters talk. And then he grabs like um, Floyd May- Mayweather's hat and he's like, got your cap. And then he runs off and Floyd is like really angry and obviously wants to fight him. And like, yeah, you just see like Floyd getting like dragged back by like security and then like 
Logan trying to get involved, like, don't you dare go up to my brother. And he just looks really lame. And like, before he even did that, Jake posted a video like, oh, um, I'm going to like attempt to steal Floyd's cap. And I'm just like, the stuff that you guys do for like social media is not even funny. Like Floyd Mayweather is like a legend when it comes to boxing, like one hit and you're going to be knocked out. Like it's not even, it's not YouTube anymore. Like this is serious. I just find it so irritating watching them. I think they're so desperate they're so thirsty and they're just yeah. desperately trying to stay relevant yeah and and, th- and it's so obvious as well I mean to even think I don't truly think that these boys or maybe they do maybe they're da- that delusional truly think that they can take on like a Floyd Mayweather and then also like Tyson Fury's like the best what type of boxer is he I know there's heavyweight and I there's think, lightweight I think he's heavyweight because he's quite heavyweight. big I think, yeah. yeah like these are people who grew up like bare knuckle fighting like yeah. that's how they got into fighting in the first place and I'm like oh my goodness like if you actually fought these people you would die exactly like like Logan couldn't even beat KSI so what makes you think he's gonna beat Floyd or- he's not going to like- <laughs> he's not going to they just want to like they're trying to edge themselves in with these legendary people they're just like if we keep putting our names together people will associate us with them yeah and that's not how it works because you haven't got the titles to back it up exactly You've got yeah. no titles I just, oh my God, it's disgusting. And also he definitely photoshopped those messages because when people point out the yeah. white heart thing. I so, love that though. I love, I love that he's been exposed. Again, it kind of goes back to Stan culture, I guess, in the way that like within seconds, people were like, they like brought up the receipts and were like, well, actually the white heart didn't come out until 2019. So how could she have possibly <laughs> sent you that that message yeah. in 2018? And I just thought this is amazing, like... I this would that. not hold up in court. That's what I love no. about it. Is if this, if this, for some hilarious reason, ever went to court for like defamation or anything like that, Jay Paul would be called out for being a liar. And it just yeah. also proves how desperate he is. Like the fact that you would Photoshop these messages about someone who has nothing to do with this like disagreement as well. Yeah, yeah. like she's not involved, and you've brought her in and fabricated something. They just have so much nerve all the time. Like, I don't understand how they think they're friends with these people or they know these people. Obviously, it's very different, but have you ever seen the video of them, like, trying to be friends with Zayn? No. No. Oh, wait. I haven't seen the video, but I saw the tweets after everything happened. Yeah, I think I've seen the tweets as well. They're in this, like, really fancy hotel. I think it's in Las Vegas. And, like, they've heard that Zayn's in the hotel and they basically, like, try and hang out with him. And, like, they find out where Zayn's room is. And they're, like, banging on Zayn's door, like, trying to get him to come out. And Zayn literally yells out, like, I can't do, like, the Bradford accent. But, you know, it's, like, very northern. And he's literally just like, who the fuck are you, bro? He's like, leave me alone. And they're like, oh, don't be like that, man. Don't be like that. And he's like, leave me alone. Like, I don't know you. And they're acting oh. like they just know everybody famous. Well, everybody yeah. famous should know them. I feel like that's Yeah, I think that's more case. it. They're just like, we are the Paul brothers. You have to, obviously you know us. As well, like Zayn is just the worst person to do that to as well, because he's so known for like not loving the limelight and yeah. being quite like anxious on stage and stuff. So I don't, yeah. like, I can imagine that would be horrible. Imagine being in your hotel room and like the Paul brothers of all people as well. Like I mm. would call the police. That would be me. I would be terrified in my room. But they don't give a shit because they're terrible. They don't. But I'm excited for like the Floyd Mayweather fight with Logan Paul now. Because I just want to... I will probably watch clips just because I want to see Logan Paul get like beat. (laughs) Yeah. Like like I find this whole like YouTuber and now TikTokers like getting into boxing really, really annoying. And sort of like, I don't know, like 
it just irritates me that they think that just because they won one fight with like an amateur YouTuber that they can now <laughs> take on like these iconic like boxes. It doesn't make sense. It's money though. Unfortunately, boxing matches make a F ton of money and it doesn't yeah. matter if you win or lose. That's like not the brilliant thing about boxing. It's that your fee is decided before you fight. Yeah, and that's yeah. just how much money you get, regardless of whether you win or lose. So I, I reckon, you know, the only reason they're doing this is for money and slash fame and whatever notoriety they think they're going to get from it. Um, I wonder, though, interestingly, if is the Floyd, Me- obviously the Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather flight. Oh, I can't say his name. I'm getting all I know it's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> Mayweather, obviously that fight is actually happening. I wonder if after he gets beat so badly from him, mm. he then like withdraws from the fury Oh, he has to. Because Mm. he's actually going to go against someone who's really, really, really good at this. Yeah, he has to. It's going to hurt. That punch is going to hurt. Not only have you lost a fight to KSI, who was sort of like in the same bracket as you twice, you're then probably going to lose a fight with Floyd Mayweather and potentially could lose another fight with Fury. Like, that's that's embarrassing. Like, Also, that (laughs) can't be good for your brain. Yeah, that's true. That can't be good for, like, you physically to just be continuously <laughs> losing against these, like, men beating you up. Like, yeah. you've made your millions. Just retire. Yeah, just go away. Like, I'm annoyed that he's still here following everything that happened with him, but that's another conversation for another day. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, the the poor brothers are just... Trash. They yeah. are trash. I think that's that's the best way that they can be summed up, is they're trash, and I reckon... I'm just going to get more desperate. Just where does this road end? Just with them dead? Like, <laughs> Not that I want that. Not that I want that. Don't wish death on anyone. I'm just concerned for their physical health. Who knows? But this is definitely not going to be the last time that we talk about them. <laughs> so sadly not. Okay, so on to our last segment, like, subscribe, block. So we choose three of influencers and we decide whether we want to like them. Yay! Subscribe them or block them based on their content. So this week we're doing Hiram Yarbrough, Alicia Lati and Justin, who is my skin is glass. They're all skincare people and I obviously chose them. (laughs) Um, So... For me, I think I'm going to, shockingly, I'm going to start with my subscribe. I'm going to subscribe. Oh, no. It's okay. Take your time. Oh, this is really tough. Because, like, I trust Hiram, like, with my life. But now I'm suddenly thinking that, like, when I compare him to the other two, that I don't like him as much. Okay. Mm. Right. I've decided. So I'm going to subscribe to Justin just because I like the way he, like, delivers his skincare advice. Like, he's very personable and... He doesn't make you feel like an idiot if you're using something that he thinks is bad. Whereas I love Hiram, but also like (laughs) the way that if somebody uses, for example, a St. Ives scrub, I feel like he would just tear them to shreds on the internet and destroy them. And you'd probably cry. I would cry. Um, So I'm going to subscribe to Justin. I'm going to like Alicia Lati. I don't know if you guys have ever seen her feed before like the she's like training to be an esthetician so she like really knows her stuff whereas the other two are just kind of like amateur experts if that makes sense um but she has like her own hyperpigmentation scale and she like named it after herself which 
I love that confidence for one thing. Like I have, <laughs> I have mastered hyperpigmentation, but I found it so, so useful because like that of all the skincare problems is the thing I struggle with the most is like, I get a spot and I often mark that for like two years. It's horrible. And her content is so helpful. And she, again, doesn't really talk to people like they're stupid. And then I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to block Hiram, but I feel like such a bitch for doing it because I do really love him. Oh my god, this is crazy because you've spoken so many times. I know, about him. I yeah. talk about him so much. It's just because, like, I always take like I really trust his opinion probably more than like most skincare people. Yeah, but the content I don't necessarily enjoy. Like, I think he does do really interesting content. I don't know if you guys saw he did a video with this um, woman who'd like escaped from North Korea and she spoke on like skincare in North Korea, and it was so interesting. So I think things like that are really cool. And obviously, he came up with the whole like reacting to, like your skin routine kind of format. But I don't know. I feel like he's kind of mean. Yeah. So, yeah. I so I'm blocking Hiram. I actually feel really bad about that. <laughs> um, but what about you, Lucinda? Well, I am not overly familiar with these three people, but I have heard some stuff from you, Chloe. So I'm purely almost basing this partly <laughs> on your opinion <laughs> and my own shallow um opinion of their feeds on instagram okay i've just looked up that's what i did last week to be fair (laughs) yeah there's gonna be weeks where that's what's being done um but i know in a way it's good to you know rate people based on just what people just look at because obviously that's like the first step into watching someone's content is just whether or not you like the look of it first of all that's very true so i'm that person this week um (laughs) i think this is really hard because if I was basing it just on feed alone I like Justin's feed the most because he he seems really interesting but I also really like that Alicia Alicia I've always said it as Alicia but now I'm I'm doubting myself yeah it's Alicia she put the like okay Alicia she tweeted something like it's Alicia not Alicia or something okay so Alicia I like the fact that she has a scale named after her in that she's named it after her. So I think I'm going to go her. I think I'm going to subscribe to her, like Justin, and then uh, block Hiram. <laughs> Sorry. She has spoken. Uh, don't have any, like, massively strong opinions to any, like, for any of them either way, just based on what I, you know, the scale slash how they look. That's my conclusion. And yeah. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> um i think i'm going to i'm just gonna get my block out of the way i'm gonna block hiram (laughs) oh i i like him too but there's some things that he does that i just find a bit annoying i don't know how to explain it so he's very clickbaity yeah he is very clickbaity and like i feel like there's so much to talk about in skin and i feel like sometimes his content is very quite narrow like, I think the North Korea thing that you mentioned is really, really interesting. And I'm glad he did that. I haven't watched it yet. But I do think it'd be nice to see, like, a bit more, like, range in his content. And I think I'm going to, like, is it Justin? Justin, My Skin is Glass. Yeah. Just because of, I don't know him. I'm not familiar with his work. But he looks very informative. I like that he's got all these, like, he's just got so much information. Like, I don't even know what to call it because it's not an infographic. But it's, like the products yeah and I don't know what to call that but yeah like just 
you can tell he puts a lot of effort into his work and informing people, which I really, really appreciate. Um, and then I'm going to subscribe to Alicia Lati just because I think she's great. Um, I think she's informative. I like her content. I also like the fact that she has a scale. I think it's great, especially hyperpigmentation, because again, I suffer from that as well. Um, and I just feel like she's just using her platform to just spread a lot of good on skincare. Like I remember when I was like, new on clubhouse and i saw that she had like this clubhouse room with like latif and like two other skin influencers and so many people would like offer commentary on twitter talking about how they didn't know that they should be doing this and how like the rooms were so informative because when you go up in a room you sort of like you can ask the questions that you want for your catered to yourself and i feel like when you watch youtube videos you sort of have to wait for that vlogger to cover your topic and that could take Mm. years whereas then and there she was able to like provide like help and insight to people who sort of had their own individual issues with skincare and I think that's really really interesting but yeah that's very true so I think Alicia wins she is our subscribee (laughs) yeah she got the most (laughs) two subscribes and a like that's pretty good and Hiram is resoundingly blocked so goodbye I feel quite bad about that, but he is very clickbaity and I feel like it is gonna it's going to bring him down, but we're at Pyrum. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more news, thoughts, and insights from the influencer space. But until then, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us for more on Instagram at underscore easily influenced and at Cork Studio. See you soon.